chest, speak it with your mouth. Bovering Kings is what we're talking about. From Mars to the V block, everybody shout LA, LA, big city of dreams. But everything in LA ain't always what it seems. You might get fooled by those other guys in town, but we're down by law. We know our way around too much. Too many trophies, too much. <laughs> too much. Welcome back to LA is our house, everybody. We are now at episode 300 and what an episode we have for you as some ground breaking ground shaking earth shattering news has happened uh before we recorded uh and then uh, a game uh, also took place which is probably way down the list of the pecking order uh, <laughs> uh, 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 of things that are important to talk about in this episode. But here we are, episode 300. I'm not sure if I called it, but there we are. Here with me today, Mr. David Arona. Hello. And I am your host, Louis Brown. And because I am your host, it means that Bobby is not with us here today, unfortunately. Sadly, for episode 300, an episode I'm sure that probably should be here. Uh, but here we are. Um, so, yeah, so, so, some developments in Galaxy Land <laughs> happened. Uh, and I think we all know what we're talking about here. Yep. Uh, yep. Doug Douglas Costa is wanted in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> um, has a warrant. He's not for paying. His yeah, he's not paying. Uh, uh, you know, alimony or child alimony support. Alimony or child support. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I saw something. I saw something somewhere that was like thirty-five dollars, and I was like, "Huh? Can I pay thirty-five dollars, but then use it to like get the cops?" To come over here right, and over get here, him, right. yeah, to, to <laughs> take him away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in the so that morning, uh, so this is Tuesday morning. We're recording. We're recording on Wednesday night after the RSO game. We will talk about that. Uh, but so Tuesday morning, um, Cam Baxter uh, reports that uh, there is a warrant uh, in Brazil for the arrest of Douglas Costa uh, because he doesn't play uh, alimony or child support. I think it was alimony. And so, uh, probably the same thing. And um, so, obviously, all of uh, Galaxy Twitter is going into their normal, you know, spiel of, you know, the new rock bottom, which I yeah. always find funny because it's like, dude, there is no rock bottom. Things can always get worse. And week after week, the Galaxy have proved, like, that this is possible and yeah. I'm not just, you know, exaggerating here. So this week was uh, that the galaxy now have a fugitive on their roster, officially a fugitive on their roster, how they go about uh, this is still unknown. Obviously the galaxy have not addressed this. They will not address this. I'm assuming. Um, but what am I, one of my favorite things that could happen is that the galaxy decide to cancel the contract and, thus revoking his visa which would force him to go back to brazil <laughs> well the funny thing is is that like in years past um and obviously it still holds true is that the galaxy are very like protective of their brand which is yeah. kind of laughable but yes they are protective of their brand so you know having a fugitive on the field isn't 
something that you would think <laughs> would well, be. Look, I don't think they were ever going to have that problem because you said on the field, never right. going to be an issue with Douglas <laughs> Costa. Well, here's the other thing. Usually, when something like this happens, it's it's there's a backlash here, right? It's always a you know you're, you you got to remember when Katai was on the team and his wife said something that mm-hmm. was considered racist, and there was a backlash there where Katai was obviously in the center of that, even though he had didn't say a word. Uh, the Galaxy decided to release him because there was such a backlash and such a you know, uproar on social media that something should should happen to him. And so they did. That didn't happen here. This wasn't a, hey, you should probably get rid of this guy um, because, you know, scumbag, right? <laughs> uh, criminal, um, nothing like that. This was more of a, this is another black guy for the galaxy. This is another uh, one of Klein's DP's signings. This is... You know, uh, the the video of Douglas Costa when he was announced was brought back and how embarrassing that was. There was literally nothing about, uh, are you guys going to cut ties with him now because this doesn't look good and blah, blah, blah. But you have to kind of figure and assume that does it really make him look that much worse? <laughs> like, he's he's about as, as, as far it's down. Just, yeah. As he's going to get as far as uh, Galaxy fans are concerned. It's, it's, it's just piling on. Like, do you remember, um, do you remember Idiocracy when, like, you they, they just kept piling the garbage on top until there was, like, the great landslide of, you know, 20, yeah. you know yeah. 25, 36 or whatever the year yes. was? Yes. Yeah, it's kind of like that. You know, it's yeah. just another piece of garbage up on top of the giant mountain mm-hmm. that was the leadership of Chris Klein. And you know, Lewis, thankfully, <laughs> later that day, that avalanche <laughs> of garbage finally happened. Yeah. And it would uh, and it would lead to something that would change the world, at least for the galaxy. Right. Uh so obviously two hours after you know that news drops and you know Galaxy Twitter became Galaxy Twitter, uh Keith Costigan says well, he's hearing let let's not forget let's not forget of about the the infamous now ESPN power rankings okay so i'm going to get to that i'm going to get to that barely pays attention to mls anymore <laughs> i i i am going to get to that sorry because, go ahead yeah yeah keith again we love you yeah, thank Keith you Keith. comes out and says it and uh obviously there uh, before that dropped there were a couple whispers going on through Galaxy, you know, Twitter, yeah. certain, certain certain Twitter handles, uh, saying that a something dominoes up. are falling. Right, something is Something's going on. Something's about to happen. Something, yeah, something. You know, just just wait for it. Just wait for it. I, I don't remember exactly where it came from. Someone said that you know th- that the organization is currently talking to supporter group leadership right now. So there was this that, and then. Uh, a few minutes later, or I don't know how much time went by. It wasn't that long. It could have been more than 20 minutes. But, like, Keith Costing comes out and says he's here that, the, that Chris Klein is out uh, at the Galaxy. And, you know, that got everyone like, oh, my gosh. Now, uh, I personally look for two different, uh, not sources, they're not sources, but two different people kind of confirming the same thing. And it can't be someone 
Yeah, so it has to be for me personally a respected ad, a journalist that obviously knows what right. they're doing, uh, who's this is actually their job, uh, and not just you know some you know it's not trust me, bro. So um, now no respect, uh, no disrespect to Keith Costigan. It's just I, I'm always looking for that second one, this other big MLS head that covers a league or whatever to say something similar. Um, to where, okay, is it just smoke or is there fire here? So about less than five minutes later, Jeff Carlisle comes out and says, I can confirm that I'm hearing the exact same thing. And at that moment to me, it was, well, if Jeff Carlisle did it, this is the second one, but if Jeff Carlisle was, was the one saying it's confirmed, yeah. it is confirmed. It is 100 confirmed, uh, 100% confirmed. I trust Jeff Carlisle. And the only reason I don't trust Cost again is because uh, he also said he heard Albert Rusnak was going to the Galaxy and it was a done deal. And I think, listen, listen, to be fair, I, I think maybe that might have been the case and then it fell apart. It fell, fell apart, yeah. right. It could have been. Uh, but... You know, again, no disrespect to him, and I'm sure he's not listening to this, but, you know, that was brought up, and obviously, like I said, I still needed someone else to confirm it, um, and uh, so Jeff Carlisle confirms it, that Chris Klein was uh, was let go as Galaxy president, and I swear you can hear a collective cheer. It's as if... <laughs> Millions of voices suddenly burst out into tears. I was okay. So, Lewis, let me set the stage for you. All right. I was in. I was in a meeting at that time. I was in one of my meetings. I was at the office that day. I happened to be one of the rare days that I'm. I'm in the my actual office at work. I'm in a meeting. It was an on-camera meeting. I see the texts come through, and then I see the tweets, and then I got started getting. I started getting notifications on my Instagram uh, uh, group talking about the different like, hey, this is what's going around. This is the this is the rumor. This is what's you know, we're waiting to get confirmation. And I'm feverishly scrolling Twitter. In that, you know, what was it like 10 minutes between it, it when Costing King came out and then we got the, the Carlisle uh, confirmation. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, more or feverishly, less 10 minutes. Feverishly, while I'm on camera, trying to make, trying not to make it look like all of my focus is now on my <laughs> Twitter feed. Um, I, I'm going through, the meeting ends, the camera goes off, I'm alone in my office. Mind you, there's a meeting happening right outside, there's a conference room right outside my office. You know, there's a meeting happening there, so I can't just burst out and, you know, whatever. But I did, like, as soon as that call hung up, I did the fist pumps, I did the kicks, all silently in my chair, in my office, alone. And then I just sat back and I let out this huge just release of, I don't know what you want to call it, tension, emotion, apprehension, all of it. Yeah. It just all washed over me, and I thought, oh, my God. Oh, my God. The Galaxy community, the Galaxy supporters that held strong, the Galaxy, everybody that acted, we did it. We did it, Joe. I, um, so, 
This uh, honestly, not- Lewis, Lewis, I gotta tell you, sorry. And this comes from my heart, and I gotta tell you. Today might be our last episode of LA is our house. <laughs> uh because since we've started this podcast, we've been complaining about Chris Klein. Uh-huh. And I don't know what we're going to talk about anymore. I don't know either. This might be the last episode. We, we might have no talking points. This after is... You made it 300 episodes. Wow. Great. Uh, and now our watch has ended. I, I mean, at the very least, we should go out on top. <laughs> right? <You> know? <laughs> we're still last place in the league, but hey, man, that <laughs> does not feel, matter. That, that doesn't does feel not like it. Matter. Um, okay, so uh, on my end, I uh, I'm at home. It's uh, I've been on vacation for two weeks, um, and yesterday was a uh, kind of a relaxing day for for me and my son. And uh, where so. We're on the table. I think he's he's eating lunch, and I'm there, and I'm scrolling, and then I come across Costigan's tweet, and I was like, okay, is this a parody account or is this really him? And I checked, it's really him. I text you guys. I go, okay, wait for it, like just wait for it. I'm not, I'm not jumping to conclusion. I'm not celebrating it yet. Just wait for it. And about maybe like immediately after is when you sent the tweet. The, the, the cost yeah, tweet yeah, and I go yeah. yep that's what I'm talking about but I'm waiting for a second and of course uh yeah less than maybe like five minutes later I said it's official and that's when I read Carlos tweet and uh, so I tweeted it I'm I'm like ecstatic I'm in disbelief like is this really happening like did this actually take place and you know I was thinking the same thing all this time years and years of this garbage years and years of futility years and years of mediocrity at best at best mediocrity mm-hmm. scandals poor signings wasting money you know treating the fans like they meant nothing it never mattered Contract extension after all this, which led to a boycott that worked, despite what anyone will say, mm-hmm. including one of our hosts that isn't here. <laughs> um, it worked. Well, maybe now, maybe, Bob, maybe Bobby's boycotting this, <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe Bobby's boycotting at three hundred because of it. Um, there were obviously other factors that played a part of it. Um, I said it at the beginning for the boycott to be even more successful for it to actually yeah, have to some traction or, you know, to get it going in the right direction. The galaxy cannot be successful. If the galaxy are one of the best teams in the league. This boycott, unfortunately ain't going to work because eventually people will start coming back to the stands. All this is going to sound kind of foolish. Right, you're in first. Let's say you're in first place. You're playing well. You know, Chicharito like scoring goals. Puj is playing like an MVP. You know, uh, you have Caligari and Audi coming in as new signings, young blood. Jalen Neal is doing his thing. If the Galaxy were doing well, this boycott probably fizzles, or probably doesn't get that much attention because yeah. why are you I complaining mean, about I mean, a team even, in first place? Even without 
success on the field, the boycott almost fizzled, Lewis. Right, exactly. Um, but here's the thing. The Galaxy did their part. They played the worst they've ever played in their history. Yeah. Right? Um, going off to their worst start in franchise in, history. Yeah, in, in club history. Yep. They are putting their part in. And as week went, weeks went by of embarrassing losses, of, you know, impotent play, lackluster, uninspiring play, you know, players, the, the body language was just a team that just did not want to be there. Greg Vanny basically became a, a public enemy number two behind Chris Klein uh, with his with his quotes, with his body language, with his frustration. I mean, everything. Um, it just week in, week out, the situation got worse. And finally, something broke the camel's back because of all the garbage that has happened in the past 11 years, well, I'm going to say 11, in the past nine years. What finally did it? <laughs> It wasn't a it wasn't a wooden spoon in 2017 that earned him a contract extension. It wasn't, you know, if it was a full season, you probably would have won it again in 2020. And a scandal wasn't enough. Was it really the ESPN power rankings that did it? I mean I don't I don't know for sure. Because I mean, I, and, and here's the thing. I have a feeling like this was in the cards before the power rankings came on because you don't make this. If you look at the power rankings, the firing of Chris Klein seems like a rash decision, right? When you fire, when you when you get rid of somebody within an organization at that level, it's like weeks long, months long decision to get all the ducks in the row so that way when you drop the hammer, you're covered, right? I honestly think that, uh, again, the Will Kuhn si signing or hiring did a lot of that work. Now, Will Kuhn's went on Corner of the Galaxy and um, gave Josh an interview, which honestly truly shocked me. Kudos to Josh. For getting that interview, um, truly like incredible that that he did that, uh, that he was able to to convince the powers that be at the galaxy, who we know are all about hiding the you know protecting their brand and and all of that, and you know that Josh has to play ball with him, but I think that he still criticizes them, he still a little too fairly. Gives them benefit of the doubt when it comes to stuff like that. <clears throat> but they gave him the they gave him the the access to Will Coons. Incredible. Now, what Will Coons said on the pod, not really all that, you know, uh uh earth shattering, not really all that mind blowing. Nothing, right? It was a lot of, you know, corporate talk, sports talk, whatever. Couple things I felt like were interesting insights. But, you know, the fact that he's there, that's a big step for, for, for a podcaster to get that. Um, but again, when you look at dealing with a situation like this, 
it's not a one day to the other thing unless you know somebody almost gets canceled which was not the case for chris klein so i kind of feel like the espn the espn article or whatever was just another thing on the pile of trash that was being heaped on and that the you know that led to the avalanche but it wasn't the, the deciding factor um, obviously, I don't think there was you, just one thing. You have, obviously, right. it's the perfect storm where a, a, just a bunch of stuff was happening with within right. the organization. The Douglas Costa. Everything. Uh, the, the Galaxy has to have known about this beforehand. So, so, uh, there so was Douglas Costa. There was so, there was there, there was the the ESPN article. There was the Pride Night debacle. There was the. I mean, the boycott. list goes on and on. Yeah, there was the, the the fan boycott. There was the 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 fact that they bent two demands from a supporters group, and and then on top of that, you have the team just rolling over every single week, not the, the, looking. You had you had reporters from other teams asking your coach, "Why aren't you guys competitive? Why are, why aren't those guys out there fighting?" You know what I mean? Like all of this stuff leads to to this to this moment. My but my devil's advocate here is the catalyst in all this. And and again, was it just the boycott or was it everything? Obviously, it's everything. But devil's advocate here: if the boycott is not happening and it's business as usual, and everyone's just kind of shouting into the void, right, in, on social media. People still show up to the game. Supporter groups are still there doing their thing. Attendance is still normal. Merchandise is, you know, is still being sold and all this stuff. Does Chris Klein get fired? Because everything that's happened this season, we've seen it in the past nine years. Yeah. We have seen wooden spoons. We have seen, you know, record after record broken by the galaxy, and they're not good ones. Um, you know. Oh, well, Douglas caused a bad signing. Again, he's not the first. He's the last one in a long line of these bad signing or, you know, these these head scratching signings that have come under Chris Klein. You know, uh, desperation signings. Uh, hey, I just need a center back. Yeah, this guy hasn't played in a year and a half. You want to sign him for five years? Yes. Yes, <laughs> by I do. Way, by, by the way, you have to buy him a McLaren. Yeah. Um, so there are a number of those things that, that, that have happened already. Not making the playoffs, scandals. It was, and got a contract extension. He would still have a job if it wasn't for the boycott. Yes, Just 100%, I, I firmly believe that. I firmly believe that. 100% that th Chris Klein, this day, regardless of how the team is doing, regardless of any debacle that is happening on social media, on Pride Night, whatever. If the boycott does not happen, Chris Klein this day has job. By the way, I shouldn't be doing this, but since this is our final episode, I'll take that final shot. <laughs> I, I'm going to take this final shot here. You have to leave it to the galaxy to renew somebody's contract only to fire them four months later. Okay. I mean that is so galaxy, right? I, I want to. I want honestly. I want to know 
what they ended up having to pay him out. Right, exactly. I want to know. I want to know what that final number is. I want to know what how long that contract extension was for. Yeah, yeah. I want to know that. Because um, they, they didn't buy out Douglas Costa because they had to buy out Chris Klein. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Josh did say, by the way, because a lot of people were saying uh, s- since he had Koontz on the on the podcast saying. Koontz knew about this, right? And he kept it quiet and blah, blah. And Josh said, he says, I have it on good authority. And obviously, I, I trust Josh. Um, he said, I have it on good authority. He did not know. And that, according to his sources, there was a meeting or several meetings Tuesday morning. So apparently, it happened on the fly that day. It wasn't even that they had this prepared on the weekend. They said that those meetings took place Tuesday morning. And we heard it Tuesday afternoon, around 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. Is when the news dropped. Um, so it happened on Tuesday morning. Now, I, as uh, like I said, I, I felt this relief, this joy. I mean, uh, overwhelming joy and disbelief, but joy and relief that this finally happened. Right? I am not delusional to believe that everything magically is fixed. Right. The Galaxy are not winning MLS Cup now, right? Right, right, you right, know? right. I mean, th- th- there's obviously a long process to rebuilding. And this was the first step that was needed in order to do that. We have had several rebuilding years in the past. This is probably going to be the most meaningful one. Yeah. If you pick the correct president, and for what it's worth, I don't know if this is true. I have to assume that Koontz is going to be the next president. Otherwise, why would you come over here to just be, you know, under the head coach? Yeah. It's it's right. a little odd. So um, granted that his contract was up at LAFC, but I don't know why he would take a step down if he if he didn't know that at some point he was going to be, you know, taking over the reins. That and, is my that is my guess. Yes. Um, but um, obviously, you know. No, no mention of Jovan Karaski has been made. I'm assuming he's he's next. He's got to be next. Um, he's he's practically a dead man walking because the only reason he was there was because of Chris Klein. The fact that Chris Klein is gone, there's no way that he's being kept. Um, I, I know in the past someone made an argument that keeping Karofsky there is actually probably not bad because he does have connections. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that kind of makes sense, but he needs to be put on a huge leash. And he's got to be like, no, 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 no. This is, you have a connection. Who do you know? Just point him out. Okay, thank you. You pointed him out. Get out of here. <laughs> You're, you know, you've done your job. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll handle the rest, right? So, um, but we're going to wait to see if that. That is my educated guess. I don't know if that's the route that they will go. That's probably the route that they should go. Um, but, man, I was so happy. Um, that this we turned a corner. I mean, it's not even a corner. You you straight out flipped everything. Yeah. Um, and man, it's like I I I, I went to freaking Disneyland, man. I was <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so I, I was uh, so I ended up buying a pass last week. And oh, yeah. I, I I figured you know what I, I'm gonna be able to to, to make use I, I'm gonna have it the uh, I'm gonna make it worthwhile mm-hmm. um you know my kiddos in summer uh, uh off for the summer 
Uh, he just completed his first year of school. Like, well, you know what? We'll make it worthwhile going in the summer. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. And when this happened, uh, my sister was actually, I knew that she was going to go to date. The next couple of weeks are actually booked solid. And so I kept checking periodically uh, the past couple of days to see if it opened up and never did. And uh, when this happened, I'm like, oh, we're going tomorrow and celebrate. Like, we have to do this. And and just by luck, something opened up. I picked it up really quick. And so we went to Disneyland. I, 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 was, rocking my, I was rocking my Galaxy jersey. And my little one was rocking his Galaxy jersey. Um, I, I was having the time of my life. Uh, I, I was did you, practically. Did you, did you, did you run into Chris Klein? I, uh, was secretly <laughs> hoping I would. <laughs> not going to lie. I'm like, I, I wonder if he's here. I wonder like, just for like, j- just like, just to be the most bizarre, <laughs> crazy thing. I hope that he's here. And so, so I posted a picture on Twitter. Um, I got one of the buttons. Um, yeah. There are certain buttons that you give away that they, they, that they give away, whether it's happy birthday or it's your first time at the park or uh, anniversary, happy anniversary. They have like little like things like that. I went out of my way to get I'm celebrating and uh, I wrote Klein out. I'm celebrating Klein out. That's what I'm celebrating. Right. I'm wearing the pin. And I secretly, no joke, was like, I want to run into Chris Klein here. Like, that would make my day perfect. If I see that guy here. Come and on, then, you know, man. And then, He'd be and with then, his kids. you like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, then and then you know what I would do? Mr. Klein, episode 300 is tomorrow on LA as our house. We would like you to be Can there we, yeah. be- in our final episode because you're the only thing we talk about. <laughs> um so no, I'm I'm having the time of my life. Uh, I'm, I'm with my little one. I uh I there's a couple people that actually saw you know saw me in the jersey and they're like, yeah, galaxy clang out. Like so, you know, <laughs> shout out to them. Um yeah, I mean it was it, it was surreal. It really was. Uh and uh I mean I even <clears throat> took a I don't take pictures with characters. I usually don't. It's gonna be very rare that I do something like that unless my kiddo wants to do it and he usually doesn't. I took a picture with joy. Okay. That's how happy <laughs> I was. <laughs> like I saw joy. I'm like, we are definitely taking a picture with her. Like 100% because that is what I'm feeling right now. It is. And you can tell from my voice that I am in a completely different mood. Yes. Completely different mood this is, than what I have been. It's, it's momentous. It's, it's, it is. It's something. It's the first steps. But but here's the thing, and, and and let me pour some cold water on this a little bit, Lewis. It's a it's a phenomenal step to take, right? But now, now the real work has to start. Oh yeah, the real work of rebuilding the club, right? Like you said, in balls and beers, the tumor's gone. Now let's work on getting ourselves back to health. Yeah, it's a situation. It's a situation where we need to, we need to, we need to really take the correct steps now. And you know, 
as you said, yeah, it could we could hire the we can absolutely hire the wrong person next. But I think that the 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 sort of the the, the vibes of it all is gonna mean that we're gonna we're gonna get through it. And and we've also let the league know, let the culture of American soccer know. This is possible. A supporter group, a supporter culture, a boycott, a real meaningful exchange between fan and club can if affect how things go. This is one of those next level steps that pushes the culture of American soccer into the next stage. Um, obviously, what transpired with LA made waves across the league. I mean, it, it got to the point where it was international. Uh, Italian media covered it. I mean, uh, uh, Mexican dude, media Fox, covered it. Fox 11 News with yeah. like Christine Devine, yeah. <laughs> ABC, yeah. NBC. They all put articles out about it yeah that is a big deal it is a very big deal for an executive and to lose their job and big news out i mean national news outlets like that but that's exactly it? but that's what had to happen that's what had to happen you know it was amplified where like look a little boycott where this is happening, but nobody is paying attention to it. No one's listening or even knows that it exists. It's not going to work. It had to be amplified into a bigger stage. And, you know, uh, kudos to Andrew from Lars and Manny from uh, from the Outlaws who went all over national media. Right. Mm -hmm. they, they, they talked uh, they talked to us. They talked uh, every podcast that wanted them on. They went on and said their piece. They. Uh, they were interviewed by uh, the Athletic, by Jeff Carlisle. Um, they were uh, they were on Sirius uh, Radio with uh, Jason Davis. I mean, they went out there and said, "Hey, we need to put this message out there. I've got nothing to hide. You know, I, I I'm not gonna, you know, sit here quietly. And this needs to get out there. And that's exactly what happened. And the more it happened, you know, uh, obviously Hercules Gomez became you know, a big critic of of what was of the galaxy and what was happening, what was transpiring. It almost seemed like a weekly thing. So much so that he got unfollowed by the galaxy. Right. Uh social media, which you know, he went out and said, All right, you know, it's cool. I understand, but you know, um he's doing his job. And so, but doing his job or not, he's telling the truth. You know, he wasn't he, he wasn't choosing sides. He he's telling the truth here. It is what it is. And the Galaxy just didn't want to hear it. Um, and that's also been their brand. If, if, if it doesn't help our brand, we don't want to hear it, it doesn't exist, we're going to keep this quiet. And they couldn't. That was the point. They could not keep this quiet. They could not keep this under wraps. They couldn't just function as business as usual as much as they tried. And the social media obviously is... <sighs> I mean, you can say they were taking sides, but they're also following orders. And to me personally, it was it became very clear that social media, and I said this last week, the social media was basically 
the the main focus of the divide and conquer, right? The us mm-hmm. versus them came this year. That's not a coincidence. Yeah. Us us versus them is not about the galaxy versus Charlotte or the galaxy versus Colorado or whatever opponent you're facing. They knew exactly what they were doing. Us versus them meant you're either with us or you're against us. You're the real fan or you're not. And they Loyal. did this. Yeah. <laughs> they did this the whole season. You know, um, tone deaf or not, they were, you know, again, I said this last week, they used the infamous press conference where Vanny called the media noise, eventually became that the fans were, you know, the noise. They used that in their promo for us versus them. They knew exactly what they were doing. Um, it was. It was sad. It was sickening. Um, by the way, I, I don't want to harp on this, but that social media team, it's gone. They were also you know, let go. From, you know what's from, funny from what is, I'm hearing, is from what I'm yeah, hearing, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if th- you th- look at the, if around. you read the tea leaves, if you read the tea leaves and all the job postings that happen, yeah, yes. that, that you would imagine that that social media team is gone. And and you know, during the game at of, uh, at, at Charlotte or against Charlotte, I talked to some ACB members and. Um, and, you know, I asked them about about some of the things that a lot of us have been wondering about. And this was going to be a very different episode um, regarding that. But, you know, honestly, all of that is moot now. There's no point in, in talking about some of those things because it's done. It's over. You know, we're on the we're, we're, we're going into the other side of, the, of it now. And honestly, like. For the most part, I feel like the a lot of that can get washed away, right? There's still going to be some animosity. I don't think there's, you know, there's going to be animosity. There might be some infighting, but I got to give credit to, again, to Manny from Outlaws and to Andrew from Lars and the, and the group as a whole, the groups as a whole, for pushing unity. And trying to get past this ugly chapter that, that again, that Chris Klein, the social media team, everybody who is now now not sorry now not part of this organization, tried to create this this sort of culture of 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 infighting. It it you know it, it doesn't matter now. Yeah, um... you you wash it away. But one of the things one of the things that I was told was that. The social media team, the marketing team, is literally just sorority sisters. That it's not like a sorority. It's literally people doing each other favors, and it's it's sorority. Uh, you know, they're all from the same sorority. So again, like that is that is and was the culture of what you know of what this team was, and now we get to. Now we get to turn the page. Now we get a new chapter. Yeah, this and is, this is the part of the episode where I come down from my cloud just momentarily because I want to stay up there. I haven't felt like this in a long time. Um, and 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna continue with that feeling in a little bit when we talk about the game or leading up to the game. But um, as I said before. This happening doesn't magically change everything. The Dan Beckerman now 
has to choose the correct person and not just another puppet, right? Not just another guy who can just, okay, you're going to take orders. I get it. You got to make money. I, I'm not going to say that that's not important, but I think that just kind of comes with the territory. You're it's, automatically going to make money with the galaxy. Yeah. You need to put the product out on the field that is going to make everybody happy. And I think Dan Beckerman should, should understand now that he's got to pick the right person now. He has yeah. to 100% pick the right person and he can't let it go for as long as he, you know, if the, if the ship isn't heading in the right direction, he's not going to wait 11 years. That's, that's the key. To make a change. Right. I, I think that's be the key because, lesson that, that's getting learned here. Yes. Is that I think the next time this starts to happen, that trigger gets pulled so much faster. So much faster I, because and, we, because now, and Andrew said this, and I said the same thing. And I'm glad that he understood this part. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, I have a lot of respect for Andrew and the way that he came across during this whole thing whether uh, the statements that he made on social media, uh, they were so eloquently put, you know, it wasn't a rant, you know, yep. it wasn't, th there was no insults. There was no, you know, not doing what we do. <laughs> no, no, yeah. No pot shots, nothing. Right, it was, nothing. it was very, it was, it, it, it's like he had his own PR team. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but I don't think he did. I mean, he just, I mean, this came, I'm assuming just out of, you know, his, his heart, his his mind. This is this was genuine, right? It's not empty words, and I think that's what kind of like helped. Like these are genuine feelings and emotions. These aren't just, you know, because when the statement was out, uh, when the galaxy made it official, and said we have parted ways with Chris Klein, you had the statements from Dan Beckerman and Chris Klein. These are empty words, right? Mm -hmm. Dan Beckerman's like, well, they, you know, the the stand that we have here at the galaxy, we're not being met. I'm like, yeah, that's bull, dude, because you knew that like six years ago but it didn't matter to you and those standards whatever it is that you're saying still didn't matter to you at the end of last year when you know you were hit with a scandal and uh with a fine and with a handicap uh on this team for you know for the summer transfer window so those were empty words to me but you know what it didn't matter it didn't matter because what happened happened and that's all that needed to happen. And so Andrew, throughout this, all of this, put himself out there, said what he needed to say, you know, and again, did it so eloquently. And he knew, like, it wasn't just, this is here, this is reactionary. I don't know what my next step is, really. It almost seemed like he had a plan out because I just remember him saying, this sets a bad precedent. And I understand this because if we have the power Get rid of an executive. You can literally do anything. We have enough power to do anything at this point. But I think him understanding that you're going, that you may be going down this slippery slope, he understands the responsibility of we can't go down that slope. Mm -hmm. This is a, this was a, look, our backs are against the wall. You left us no choice. We probably won't do this again until you do, you know, until you're giving it, you're, you're pushing us against the wall again. And I think that was very, very important that at least from him, he understood the magnitude of what this could be if it works. And 
when that ha- I mean, when he said that, I don't. I think he said it on the corner. I'm sure he said it beforehand, probably on the Squadcast or on the Corner of the Galaxy. But he, you know, when I heard him say that, there was so much respect that I had for him that, like, you understand that, you know, the responsibility you have and what you're doing here and how you're not going to abuse this. So, you know, he was probably the perfect. Catalyst, person, yeah, perfect yeah. person that you could put in front of this. Uh, yeah, I agree. All things considered, all things considered, and I again, agree. it's not it's not just him. Obviously, um, it, it was uh, all the supporter groups out there that, that did what they had to do. And again, yeah. you know, sh- uh, uh, shout out to Manny, um, you know, who I know, and, like and with honestly, him and everyone else, uh, it hurt not to be there, yeah. but stuck uh, uh, to it. Honestly, you have to. Okay, so. Some of the one of the groups that does not get enough, uh, uh, you know, uh, talk it doesn't get talked about enough in in this whole thing, and and it doesn't deserve or sorry, doesn't get the credit they deserve is the Galaxians. The Galaxians are small, they're tight knit. You you can imagine how they would feel that you know they're they're sorry they're small, they're tight knit, but they've been around since the beginning. And you can imagine how they would feel pressure to, you know, to to sort of do some of the things that that um, meant not holding out. Um, and they held strong. They backed the boycott. They backed the outlaws. They backed it. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the ride squad. And I think and and Andrew and and his leadership. I think that the 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 leadership groups for the riot squad and outlaws and galaxians deserve a lot of credit um for for holding strong and 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 look even i know i know for a fact there's a lot of acb members out there that did not want to go back that did not agree with the decision that did that voted no but once it was done they had to respect their process of, um, you know, of, of of voting, and they had to be back, and they backed their their group. So I get, you know, in a sense, I get that. Um, do I agree with it? No, but I get it. Um, I get where they're coming from in terms of backing their group, right? But again, the Galaxians. Lars, Outlaws, Ghost Soldiers, they all deserve a ton of credit. Plus all the other fans uh, that either withheld payments for their for their season tickets, um, it, even even under like threat of being sent to collections uh, or or you know being put under a, a you know another kind of blacklist. Uh, the fans that canceled their season tickets, the fans that just didn't show up and ate the costs on those tickets. Um, it, you deserve a lot of respect and a lot of and a lot of things, but honestly, like that leadership, that that core leadership, Manny, Andrew, um, you know, the leadership within the Galaxians. I mean, in five years, depending on how this all shakes out with the Galaxy, those guys deserve yeah a place in Legends Plaza. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, and this is a, a personal thing for me. I, I'm pretty sure I said this on the pod many seasons ago. 
um, whether very subtly or not, but I'll say it now, you know, I had said that if, you know, years and years of, of this garbage, um, I'm glad it finally happened, but I had called for something like this to happen years ago. Um, and I understand that it wasn't a decision that was made lightly when it was made. But I had said, you know, the supporter groups, they're the ones that should be leading this charge. Um, if if they feel that they are, you know, as, as big as they are, you know, a big part of the club, if you have that much influence, then it has to start there. And, you know, I was, had been upset with, well, if this is all about money, if everyone's screaming that this is all about money, that Galaxy only care about money, they don't care about trophies anymore, they only care about ticket sales and, and merch sales and all that, then why not cut that off? Why do you continue to go to games? Why do you continue to buy season tickets? If the most loyal people are the ones that cut it off, that's going to get their attention. That will get the organization's attention. And I had you, said this several years ago, and I know you know this. I said this off the pod. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I remember. I, I've said this, you know, I'm pretty sure I said it to, like very subtly on the pod. So when it finally happened, I was happy. And they had my full support. I, this is what I had been wanting years ago. It finally happened. There's no way I'm not supporting this. Um, I did not go to game. I, I did not go to a game. I, I did not want. I wanted to attend, but you know, I wasn't going to. Um, I was backing them up 100%. I was hoping that they would stick to this. Um, I'm glad they did. I'm glad they did um, because, as I said, it, it regardless of what was happening, it without the boycott, Chris Klein still has a job today. 100%. So, yes, I agree. Uh, so. Um, so from me, you know, thank you guys, you know, uh, for doing what you did, the sacrifice that you made and everything that, that happened through this, because we finally got our club back. We finally got it back. Um, and as, tw as Twitter, uh, showed, it's like the, 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 it wasn't a toxic place anymore. <laughs> right like right. it was it was uh the collective cheers the collective hugging the collective healing the collective like all the good things started coming out and that leads us into today uh yeah where so the sun came out and, and and just real quick real quick lewis i just want to let you know that last night when i got home from the office um i i was i was getting after you know i was getting ready to go play soccer i had about an hour and a half when i got home between when i you know, when I got home and when I had to leave again. And um, one of the first things I, I, I you know, I, the kids were, were getting ready for dinner. And, um, and I said to them, I said, guys, something happened today. And they said, oh, what happened? And I said, um, Chris Klein is no longer with the Galaxy. And the reaction that my kids have <laughs> was incredible. I mean, Andrew literally like screamed yes as if he had scored a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see that. Uh, Andrew, I mean, you know, you know, my 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 other daughter was like, he was in disbelief and yeah. he could not believe it. He was like, oh my god, I can't believe it happened. We're you know we're finally you know rid rid of of 
of Chris Klein. And it just goes to show you that, like, this is something that is going to stay with him. Not, you know, not not, not the, the boycott and the nonsense with, Chris, you know, Chris Klein. The club, the love of the club and knowing that the club is bigger than one person or one player. It's it's more about the club. And, and you said it perfectly, Lewis. We got our club back. And we might lose it again. And it might be in the wrong hands again. But now it's it's up to us. We, now we know the power that, that, that we have as fans to force change. And that's something that we have to use with a level of responsibility. But... Again, it's a it's a major shift. It's a it's a it's a new chapter yes. within the American soccer landscape and the culture of American soccer. And what's the thing that I always talk about in terms of a, what what it's going to take for American soccer to grow? Time. It, that's all it is. It's just going to take time. That's it. All these other cultures and stuff they've been around for a hundred years. We've been around for twenty seven. It's just going to take time. That's all. Nothing yeah. else. Now, now, so um, now we just it, we now now we just did a boycott U.S. soccer and we're on the right page. <laughs> hey, don't you dare talk about <laughs> B.J. Callahan in a bad way. Um, and, right, and yeah, so, and so so there's games. Obviously, now now yeah. there's a game. There's, there's okay. A game. Oh oh oh. So, one, so me, one quick thing. One quick thing. Okay. Andrew, while we were watching the game today, Andrew, my youngest, did have a revelation. I think it was after the second goal the Galaxy scored. He had a revelation. He said to me, wait a minute. Does this mean we get to buy cookies again? <laughs> and I said, yes, absolutely. We get to buy cookies again. So he's very excited that Kathy's nice. cookies, Kathy's cookies is going to be very excited that the client out movement is now over <laughs> and we get to go back to enjoy those wonderful cookies. Nice. Very nice. Um, okay. So let's get to the game. So uh, leading up to the game, uh, let, let, let me let me say this because as as I mentioned, you can tell that there is a difference in tone in my voice. And I'll tell you, the word of the day is not indifferent. So, <laughs> um, that feeling is gone. Uh, I, I, again, replaced with joy and relief, and you know all, all the good stuff. For the first time this season. I looked forward to the Galaxy game. Really? I, if you're reading between the lines, <laughs> you obviously know that deep down, I was rooting against this club. Now, you can criticize me all you want. I've always been a bigger fan of the long game. I am not going to sacrifice something short for something that's more meaningful long-term. If the team tanking, which I knew had to happen along with everything else, if the team tanking meant the end of the Chris Klein era, then that's what I'm rooting for because that's the bigger picture. In the end, I don't care about one win one week. I care about the long-term health of the club. I still had the club's best interest. And at that moment, that was the best interest. So I could not get excited 
if the galaxy did something good, which didn't really happen, <laughs> um, I couldn't get excited when they did not lose when they won. I didn't care. In fact, deep down, I was a little disappointed. Um, and that's why I felt indifferent because it hurt to not root for them and it hurt not caring that they'd lost. And that's why I felt indifferent for most of the most of the season. And I knew that, look, all this crap that's happening. It's it's not my club. Right. The club that I love, it, this isn't it. Right. It was hijacked. It was it was uh, someone else was in control of it. It was like I think I had told you that, you know, it kind of felt like like Obi-Wan when he finally realized this isn't my brother anymore. This isn't Anakin. And he calls him Darth for the first time. Mm. Like, that's what it was to me. That's what this was. Like, this isn't the galaxy. That's like why a, it doesn't... Like, that's why it doesn't through hurt. the heart when he did that. Yeah. And so that's what... And, yeah. And that's oh. what it was for me. That's what it was for me. I'm like, this isn't my club. This is why I can't root for you. This is why I don't feel anything for you. Because this isn't my club. You are... You've changed. And it's not for the it's not for the better. And I know who's in charge of it. I know who's responsible for this. So yeah, I had to make sure that, that person was gone to get my club back. So yes, so for the first time, I felt excited to watch my club again. And I'm at Disneyland, knowing that I wasn't gonna stay there all day, you know, the beauty of the past. And I knew that I was gonna go home early, watch the game. And even if I'm like, you know what? This doesn't change anything. Chances are, yeah, we probably will lose again. But you know what? I don't care because it's a new day. Because this was never about wins and losses anymore. This is now, this was always about something bigger. So now it's like, now that that's gone, I can now focus on watching my club and feeling something. And I did. And that first half was like, yeah, nothing's really different right you're not playing that much better it's about the same thing you control possession you get to the final third and there's really nothing there it's pretty much watching the same thing but it felt different <laughs> like it was so different and when the goal was I, got to, scored, I got to celebrate i got to celebrate goals today lewis yes yes because i wanted them to win I actually want them to do good now. I was excited. I, I didn't realize it until just now. I was very no. excited, and we got very excited for goals. Oh yeah, today. So did because, I. Because in the previous games, when we were well, there weren't many, very many away games for us to watch <laughs> on TV or anything, but uh, where we scored goals. But in even in previous games where we were where where they were at home and they would score a goal, I it it was very much like mm, they scored. That was that that was literally my reaction. Today it was like, whoa, you know what I mean? So oh, it when, was, the party, when the penalty was when the when the penalty was called. Um the Galaxy beat RSL two to one. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> two and, to and one. We'll talk, yeah, yeah. We're we're gonna get talk, we're gonna get to the normal, you know, routine of who's the best player in the well, stats. Oh, three, and all that. three to one. Three to two. Three to two. 32, that's right, that's right. And, but when, okay, so when the penalty was scored, or when the penalty was called, when it was given, I got excited. I was like, yeah, here we go. You know, and it's right before halftime. I actually totally forgot that we have no idea how to take penalty kicks. <laughs> okay? But I was excited that the call went for us. 
Brooklyn buries it, and we go into halftime leading. And at that moment is when I tweeted, okay, hold on a second, hold on. Now, again, this is all, you know, jokes and conspiracy theories, and we're having fun on Twitter. Um, I'm glad Bobby's not here to scold me. But, <laughs> you know, I, I, I went in there, I'm like, okay, hold on a second. We scored a penalty. We scored a goal on the road. The first one since game number one, mind you. We're leading at halftime. We had a VAR decision go our way. This all happened after Chris Klein was out. Is that a coincidence? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm sorry, right? And of course, I'm playing. I mean, you know, like I'm, I'm we're laughing. Under, we're undefeated in the Chris Klein era. I mean, we are 100 era. We are 100 undefeated in the post Chris Klein era. That these are stats and facts. So second half starts, and we're pinned against the ropes. And I'm like, okay, this is this is starting to feel familiar right here. But you know what? I feel something. I'm feeling pain. I'm feeling, and I loved it. I'm feeling like what I felt before. And I was like, I'm, I'm liking this. I'm not numb anymore because I want to win. I need to win now. I want to see something. And then I'm starting to feel like, oh, here we go again. But I'm not necessarily pissed off either. I'm like, I understand that, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's going to take a while to recover from this. It's going to take a long time to recover from this. But I felt something and I was okay with it. And I would be disappointed in losing, but I wouldn't be upset at it. And obviously the goal finally drops. Uh, mistake on Bond. He comes out. He doesn't get the ball. Open net. It is what it is. Right? Happens early in the second half. And then from then on out, it's all RSL. And we're basically hanging on, hanging on. And finally, um, free kick taken. Nice free kick. It wasn't even in the run of play. It's a very nice taken free kick. Nothing really Bond can do. But... It was deserved. RSL was had been the better side leading up to that goal, down two to one, and all of a sudden it's like, uh, okay, well here's a loss, right? And again, call it coincidence or not, this is also the first time the Galaxy have battled back, not just to tie the game, but to take the lead. They actually had a reaction, something we haven't seen. We have not seen mm -hmm. the Galaxy mm -hmm. make any sort of reaction when they get scored on. At least not a positive one. The body language from the players was so different in this game. Even from the time when they were on the ropes. You can tell that's like, well, it's the same thing, but maybe again, maybe I'm being biased. Maybe I'm looking at it through a different lens now, but I'm like, they're trying. They're not giving up. And sure enough, guess what? Uh, who was it? Rodriguez? It was Rodriguez with Memo, a golazo. Memo Rodriguez, yep. It's a golazo. Because you know what? Even if it wasn't, I probably still going to call it because I need reason <laughs> to be happy, right? It's a golazo. It's, a, it's something that I want to see. I, I've seen the other golazo. I've seen Tyler Boy make a golazo. But again, I didn't want to see it. I don't want you to win. I don't want good things to happen right now. I want all the good things to happen now. And it happened. 2-2. Two, two. Cool. Minutes later. Another good team play. Again, something you don't see. Something you haven't seen in the Galaxy all season. A good team goal. 
build-up play, everything. And they take the lead on the road. And they hang on. I was so happy. And I hadn't felt that all season. I had two two wins. I, and I was I upset it was, that it happened. I think it was Andrew who tweeted, uh, I, I don't know what feelings I'm feeling right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I knew exactly what feelings I was feeling. It was, I got my club back, man. And I was happy to see them win because I have no reason at all whatsoever. I can say, do we need a new coach? Sure. But you know what? Right now, it doesn't matter. It all seems fixable now, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Because I can, I can, I can wait to the end of the season. Um, We can talk about this later. We will talk about this later somewhere down the road, whether the new president, whenever he's announced, does he does he keep Greg Vanny or not? Right. Um, we'll talk about that more in depth later on. But as of right now, it doesn't matter to me because I don't need Vanny fired anymore. Yeah, I needed Klein fired, and that happened. So now it's full speed ahead, dude. Vanny, I may not be a fan, but I'm rooting for you, dude. Let's do this, and that's the thing. I'm rooting for a win now. I'm rooting for everything good that can happen to happen now. Um, you know, a week ago when I'm complaining about having to use our A squad for the U.S. Open Cup because we're a small club, deep down I still feel that way. But now I feel, get that damn trophy. <laughs> get that damn trophy. Okay? Um, because... Yeah, it is fixable now, and we're starting a new uh, a new day. And imagine now, if you won that trophy, you know, again, oh, first trophy God. after the, you know, like as soon as Chris Klein's fired, we win a trophy. God. And then, and then knowing that if you put the right person and you start the healing, how does it how does it begin? Yeah, in the Champions League. So it begins, <laughs> dude. I mean, how much? How, how more poetic? Could that be? So, yeah, at this point, win the League's Cup, bro. You take everybody <laughs> out, okay? I mean, it, it's it's a brand new day, ladies and gentlemen. It's a brand new day. You should be very happy. Um, so let's get into the game. Obviously, 3-2. to two, uh, I'll get into the stats a little bit later. David, who was the highest-rated player? Ooh, highest rated player for the day. Let me think. Uh, you know what? It's Ricky Poosh. It's 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 Ricky Poosh. Uh, Lewis, you tweeted something about Jalen Neal today. Um, mm-hmm. Who, by the way, made a phenomenal world-class tackle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, in- but for me, it's, it's, it's still Ricky Poosh. But I, I want to give honorable mention to Jalen Neal. He may not show up as one of the top-rated players in the stat sheet. I thought he had a, a fantastic game. Um, I, <laughs> I I got, like, a side uh, message from uh, one of our followers. I was like, are you, you – he, he texted me and said, are you tweeting? Um, and I was like, no, 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 no. It's, it's Lewis today. And he said, you know, I think we give too much credit to Jalen Neal because, his, because he's a homegrown and his mom is very active on social media. And I said, no, no, no. 
tell me who on that back line. I went back and I looked at the tweet that you tweeted, and uh, which, by the way, you said, what, what was it you said, give him defender of the said, year and maybe it, MVP? I said, because I said it before. I said that right. uh, at least a month ago, probably more than that. I said, especially with the, the way the Galaxy Divas is playing, I said, just give Jalen Neal the Defender of the Year award. You don't have to wait yeah. to the end of the year. Just give it to him. He's going to win it. Just, he's already deserved it. Um, so today, I said it again. I think it was after that tackle. And I said, yeah. I'm yeah. going to say it again. I said it once. I'm going to say it again. Give Jalen Neal the Defender of the Year award now. And you know what? While you're at it, just give him the MVP. Because yeah. at this moment, at this particular moment, who has played better consistently? So, okay, so no this point. is my argument. This is my argument. I got pushback from somebody on the side, the film that you said about Jalen Neal, and, um, and, and you know, basically saying, look, we're, we're, we've got rose-colored glasses when it comes to Jalen. I disagree. Hard. Hard disagree. I think that Jalen has been one of our most consistent defenders. He's made mistakes. There's no, you know, he's always going to make mistakes. But who else on that back line can you say has had a better defensive performance than Jalen Neal. It's too soon for Caligari. It's too soon for Alade. It's not Gasadis, because we already know he's done some batshit stupid things. Um, and and obviously, Sega Kilbali is not there. The only other person you can make an argument for it's is, not Gaston, Bond. is Gaston Brookman. It's and definitely yeah. not Bond. It's not Klinsman. The only other person you can make an argument for is Gaston Brookman. Yes. And I think that when, you, when you're thinking about MVP of the team, you can't give it to Ricky Pooj yet. You can't. Ricky has underperformed, seriously underperformed today with Sanding. He's done some great things. He's got some great ideas. He's done he's done something and the end product is not there. But irregardless, he has not performed to the level that we expect Ricky Push to be. Jalen has over overperformed in terms of what his level and what his expectation is. So I think that that you can you make a strong there's a strong case you can make for Jalen Neal for MVP. He's never gonna win the MVP. Probably never. not. Probably but he not. will, but I honestly think that he is going to deservedly win Defender of the Year, and I yeah. agree with that statement as a whole that he he's going to get Defender of the Year, and he deserves it at, at this point of the season. At this point of the season, the only argument that you can make for someone like say Ricky Pooj to be MVP, obviously the numbers aren't there for for him to be MVP worthy. But the only argument that you could possibly make is if you take Ricky Pooj out of the team, how much does this team fall? And it's a lot. That's the only argument. So by just like by default, he has to be the most valuable player, even if he's not putting up the numbers. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. by, by by nature, it's like uh, we kind of need you the most here. Because if you're not here, we can go out without. We we can go on without Chicharito, as you can see, and we can right. go on without the other DP, and we can go on without, like, say, um, uh, Delgado or even Brookman. Maybe not at the same time, but we can go off with other players not being there. But Ricky Puj, that team, and that offense suffers considerably. You can even yeah. make the argument that. Yeah, if Jalen Neal is not there, you put Sega, there's a drop-off, but it doesn't necessarily mean 
a guaranteed loss. You may make the case that without Pooj, you probably ain't winning. But that's the only thing. But there's the stats just aren't there for me. Um, and I guess I'm well aware that Jalen Neal probably will not win MVP. That is definitely reserved for an offensive player. Um, the only other one was Van Dam, and he should have won it. Um, and obviously, that was the year that uh, fans yeah, the fan choose. Yeah, and, so they get yeah. To you. Yeah, another one of those blunders from, you know, the the galaxy. But um but yeah, I mean I understand what he's saying with the rose colored glasses thing, but no. Nah, even if we are, it doesn't necessarily mean we're wrong here. Um there's nobody who's performed at a more consistent level than Jalen Neal. Um it is not Ricky Pooj. Ricky Pooj is not the most highest rated player of this game. It's Brugman. At 8.6, he did have the goal. Um, Ricky Pooj is second, just below him, 8.5. So only 0.1 points. He did have an assist. Who's the lowest rated player? Mm. Efrain Alvarez. So I would have said Alvarez. Uh, There would have been an asterisk as well because he got subbed off at halftime. So only played a half. That's how ineffective he was. Um, that's how 100% ineffective he was. Um, officially, he's not the lowest rated player, though, even only playing a half. Hmm. So somebody it, that played a, played a full uh, – is it Jonathan Bond? It is It's. It is not Jonathan uh, Bond. Not, oh. oh. Nope. No, okay. it is not Jonathan hmm. Bond. And I'm going to tell you Jonathan Bond's, uh, Jonathan Bond's uh, rating, and you're going to be it's, like, it's, what the hell? It's Dayon Yolik. It is Martin Cáceres at at 6.1. Now, I would have said Alvarez, and if it wasn't him, I would have said Jovalich because I felt like both of those guys, once you were in the final third, the attack died. I think Jovalich tried too hard. He fumbled a couple of the balls where it's like he tried to hold up but lost the ball or, you know, misplayed the ball, whatever. Both uh, him and Alvarez were basically, "Ah, this is where the attack is going to die right now. This is where it's like, dude, you might want to bring in Preston Judd. You know, like this is like probably a good time to do that. Um, but it's officially casted at 6.1. Bond, by the way, 7.3. I don't know. And hmm. again, I mean, this isn't like, you know, this isn't like uh, written in stone in a Bible for me where I live and die by these ratings. <laughs> Obviously, we do it just for fun on the show. Uh, I don't understand some of these ratings. I mean, Jalen Neal got a 6.7. I don't know why. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, Caligari had a 7.6. I thought Caligari uh, had a great game. I thought he – oh, no, I'm, I'm not saying he didn't have a good game. He actually had an assist as well. Um, yeah. I thought he had a good game. I think he made that one mistake where he gave the ball up and uh, uh, it led to a uh, an opportunity for, for RSL, but uh, Bond was able to, uh, uh, to make the save. But – but yeah, I thought Caligari ha- had a good game, and um, I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying I don't know how Jalen Neal was at 6.7 and not in the sevens. Um, but, you know, whatever. Um, Stats-wise, now, th- this is actually kind of fun because I don't care. <laughs> uh, in this particular game, I don't care. We won, um, but I'm going to run it through anyway. For the most part... Um, if I'm looking at this as neutral as possible, the game was pretty even. I know it. the first half was pretty even, and we kind of got lucky to get the penalty at the end of the first half to to, to go up uh, going into the locker room. 
Um, and then, of course, we're on the ropes for like what sixty-five, seventy minutes. Yeah. Uh, uh, before RSL uh, takes their lead, and that's when things turned around. So RSL scores in the sixty-seventh. Uh, the Galaxy respond five minutes later, tie the game up, and two minutes after that, uh, take the lead. And then from there, it, it kind of became even. And that's kind of what I saw. I saw an even game for the most part. Stats reflect that for the for the most part. The stats reflect this. So fifty-four to forty-six ball possession in favor of the Galaxy. Look at that. The Galaxy had more possession and won the game. Wow. <laughs> um. Ex, uh, total shots. Now this is where um, there is a disparity, but doesn't really mean anything. Twenty shots from RSL compared to only ten for the Galaxy. And four of the ten were inside the box. Six out of ten were outside. Um, two of the goals were inside the box, and then he had uh, Rodriguez as a goal also from outside the box. Now, two big chances for each uh, each of the teams. So the twenty shots only generated two big chances compared to half of what the Galaxy shot and still generated as many big chances. RSL missed one of those big chances. Galaxy yep. missed, the Galaxy missed none of them. Mm-hmm. They converted. They converted when they had to, which again, if you look back to some of the games, you look at, especially the Charlotte game, you're like, how the hell did they, they did not score, right? Uh, I know there's a couple of the games where it's like, dude, Chicharito's not informed. He's missing easy shots. Yovich was missing easy shots. Pooj was missing easy shots. Um, didn't miss them. They converted all of them. And guess what? They got the victory. Expected goals practically even. 1.64 for RSL. 1.61 for the Galaxy. Although, keep in mind that there was a penalty converted. That's 7.79. So, uh, that's a big chunk of the expected goals. For the most part, I don't think the Galaxy offense was necessarily there. Um not a lot was happening, especially in that first half. And if you take away that little flurry of goals in the second half, um, same thing. Not really much happening. Um, but they converted when they needed to. And it's a road victory, right? So Rare. you made the most so you made the most of your chances. Now, if this was at home and this these were the stats, you'd probably be a little bit more critical of it. But you know, it's on the road. Um, and, uh, you got a good road victory, your first one of the season, you scored three goals, which beats, uh, your total for the previous 15 games by three times. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, so all in all, the post Klein era has been, uh, a success and off to a really good start. The galaxy now have. A um, if you want to call it a bye week or a bye weekend, they don't play this weekend. Uh, they only have the Wednesday game, so you're not going to see them play again until the following Wednesday. And guess what? It's the same RSL side. Nope. And it's another road game. So, um, but it's the Open Cup road it, game where we have a significantly better record. While we did have a significantly better record on the road, now we're matching. The uh, you know the the amount of road wins we have within the Open Cup as we do with the league, which is one. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, so now it's going to be interesting to see how this. Uh, obviously, if, if if you put a lot of stock into the U.S. Open Cup, you're going to continue to put that stock into it. So I'm assuming, especially with a week rest, you're probably going to see a full squad uh, go into RSL again uh, next Wednesday, same time, 6.30. Um, and then uh, they do have a game the, the, the that weekend on Sunday. They play uh, St. Louis at 10 a.m. Uh, I just realized I'm going to be on the road for that. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. So I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be missing that game. <laughs> so, um, ah, it'll sticks. Um, I'll I'll figure something out. Get so there you, early. You, um, uh, well, I don't think I can do that. But all right. So St. Louis. Um, uh, first time playing St. Louis. Uh, we uh, ten in the morning. It's ten a.m. game. Um, it's a road game. It's on a Sunday, so it's a little odd, but. Um, I think that's a tough game. I, I think, you know, all things considered, if I'm being very yeah. like neutral without doing any game. sort of a much, that's a tough game. I don't see us taking a victory there 10 days later. So you're basically going to have a whole week and a half off. Um, is that when Leaks Cup takes place or is that later on? No, when I think is it's a little later. It's on. in July, it's right? In okay. July, yeah. Okay. Okay. So you'll have about uh, 10 days off. And then the next home game, uh, the the uh, the uh, the day that all Galaxy fans now have circled <laughs> of all games, June twenty first, June twenty first, Wednesday night against Kansas City, not against <laughs> like a rival, not yeah. against a, it's Kansas City, and it doesn't matter who the opponent was. Every Galaxy fan has this circled. We're back. We're coming back to the stadium. We're coming back to root for our team. Um, I would not be surprised that a, and again, it is, even if the boycott is over, you're still sending a message that this made a difference because I'm pretty confident that on a Wednesday game against Kansas city, it's going to be near a sellout and that doesn't happen. So, yeah. um, I am going to try to get tickets. I'm obviously uh, doing what I can to get tickets to that game. I want to go back. Um, guys, uh, whoever's listening out here, if, if, uh, if some random guy that you don't know, never seen before in your life gives you a hug, it's okay, dude. It's me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be in there having a good time. Uh, I'm going to be hugging everybody. I'm going to be, uh, um, I'm, I'm going to be enjoying it pretty much the same way. Uh, my first game back after the pandemic. Um, I feel it's something as momentous, like, okay, I'm back. Yeah. Uh, we're first here. Day of and yeah, first day of school. Back uh, from summer. But uh, with a little bit different, right? Because again, I'm not coming back to a game expecting to watch the same crap. <laughs> so it's going to be different. It, it's, 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 uh, it, it's a, it's a brand new day, guys. Um, enjoy it. I, I know you guys all are. Um, David, do you have anything else to say? No, no, no man. That that's it. It just the Klein era is over, and now the real work, the real work begins to start rebuilding our club and reach back into the glory that should be ours. Absolutely. So that does it for us. What a hell of an episode! 
300. 300. And we got this. I'm not sure if I said this uh, in previous ones where I said it would be great if Chris Klein was fired for number 300. I don't know if I said that on the pod or not. Uh, Maybe someone can tell me or uh, I don't remember if I said it. Uh, I would love to know that. But there we are. The news dropped. It is 300. A hell of an episode. Um, Thank you for listening. If you've been listening uh, to us uh, since the beginning. Uh, this is it. This is our final episode, apparently. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for, for the run, guys. Uh, <laughs> really appreciate that. Until we get another talking point, um, we probably won't be back. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. What do we I'm have kidding. to complain about? <laughs> what do we have to complain about? Uh, like, literally nothing matters. Um, like, oh, I went to the digs. I stepped on some gum. <laughs> Gotta fire the biggest guy. <laughs> sold out of cookies. <laughs> um, no, I mean you know, Yovan's still there. Dan Beckerman's still there. Yeah. You know. Um, do I we think, have a scouting department yet? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a uh, there's things to complain about at this point. It doesn't really seem at the moment relevant since our main. Uh, uh, the, the guy at the top is gone. Everything will now trickle down to something better, hopefully. Uh, so I feel, we will know, be I back feel next... bad for. I, I feel bad for that family that had the 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 we love Klein uh, and Klein number one fans um, signs. I wonder if they'll be back. I don't. I hope not. Um. Bleh. Anyway, so no, we can. We will be back, obviously. Um. Uh, with uh, obviously. Uh, keeping the uh, the good vibes going. Hopefully, uh, next week uh, we, we're into the semifinals of the U.S. Open Cup and, and whatnot. And so, um, hopefully, this trend continues. I, I uh, again, let me reiterate: you guys can tell that from my tone of a voice that it's, 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 I'm I'm feeling completely different. Uh, not indifferent, completely different. Different. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So, um, pretty much. You know, only way to move now is up, forward and up. Um, we're back. We're all on the same page. We all now want what the same thing. Go Galaxy. That's it. This is yeah. David. What, oh, I'm sorry. What? No, no. no. One last thing I, I just re- remembered. Um, if you bring uh, me uh, down, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, a special shout out to a friend of the show, Delmi Barrias, who now works for RSL. Um, so it's, it's kind of ironic that we get to episode 300. We promised her that we were going to invite her back for episode 300 and that the pod was going to go for 300 minutes. Uh, but sadly we could not make that happen. Uh, but it's, you know, again, it's odd that the galaxy faced, um, RSL who, who, you know, a team who she now works for in such a momentous time. And then now has another, uh, you know, another uh, game against them uh, this week. So maybe we'll get her back for 301. We'll see. We'll see. I'll reach you know, out to her and see, see what it is. But uh, tell me, we're thinking about you for sure. <laughs> You're with you us know in spirit. You know what's funny? Like, obviously, I know how long 300 minutes are. It's it's six. It's five, it's, uh, five hours. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you're a Disney fan, you waited that long to get on Splash Mountain yesterday. Um, <laughs> could have been I, listening I, to this pod. Could have been listening to this pod. Uh, <laughs> I, I personally did not do that, by the way. But um, um, five hours. Based on the news that dropped, we definitely could have done it. <laughs> if, we, <laughs> if we really wanted to, we could have easily got to 300. So, yeah, that's crazy to think. What, what an episode. All right, guys. So, 
yes, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week and, uh, you know, enjoy the, uh, the new chapter uh, in, in the uh, in galaxy uh, history. This is uh, David signing off. Good night, everybody. And thank you for listening. We will see you next week. Bye. Oh.